So this is our fifth episode of Hashtag Children to Question Mark. And today I have a very special guest with me and she has decided to share her story and speak up against child sexual abuse. So hello everyone, hello listeners. Uh, So as I have heard, you know, the other stories also in this forum. So uh, that inspired me to speak up and share my story too. And I believe my story also inspired a lot of people to speak up. Uh, so, uh, in my childhood, I think I was at 11 years of age and there was this person who was of my age and uh, so, you know, we used to be in the same school, we used to play together and uh, even we used to share the same home, so he used to stay on the top floor and I used to stay on the, you know, the ground floor and we used to sit study together, uh, play different games like, you know, teacher, teacher or doctor, doctor together. And then, you know, suddenly uh, we started exposing our, our private parts also to each other. And uh, slowly, slowly what happened because, you know, uh, nobody in the family was asking the questions that, you know, why are you meeting him so frequently because we were also studying at times and playing at times. So, but, you know, uh, exposing the private parts to each other just went to an extent I did not really know when it turned into the sexual abuse and, you know, it happened. I mean, uh, it was like he would penetrate into me also that happened and uh, I did not know what's right or wrong at that time. Uh, that was a time even I was not at the age of the puberty and we were not really told that, uh, you know, what's good or the bad touch or what's right or wrong. Yeah. But yeah, somehow, uh, since I did not tell it to anyone at that time, I really think that I had an idea it is not worth telling to anyone. anyone. Mm. So, uh, so I knew that it was wrong, but then where to stop it, how to stop it, I did not know. Okay. But when, uh, you know... Uh, I first got my menstruation cycle and I could not tell it to my mom just thinking that it it's is it something just which is happening to me because mm. I did something wrong and you know I went to the school like that and when I came back home I, saw, I again saw that you know it's happening so I mm. told my mom that it happened and I, I was feeling very guilty you know what did I do uh, mm. how could it happen and then I realized that when I then I you know in my uh, 10th standard I read about the reproduction and I said uh, I did not know and what it, if it could have led to something wrong mm-hmm. and then I realized that you know this is not right and mm-hmm. I uh, I stopped that I mean I just told this guy also that I think it is wrong mm-hmm. and what we were doing was not ethically right mm-hmm. and but you know it doesn't stop here so one one impact which it has is like you are very poor at decision making basically about uh, the physical parts or the, the you know the private parts or the physical needs mm. so uh, so this was about the first abuser which i contacted to uh, second you know there was a couple of the instances also uh, there were a couple of the instances which happened like you know uh, you know people would just made me touch their private parts even mm. through their pants or so but then you know you know that it's not feeling right why are mm. not why are, why are they not able to do it publicly i used to travel by the government you know uh, buses and then also i would feel that you know if i am at the uh, extreme corner the guys would send and they would try to touch your you know private parts to your body mm. 
I know it's wrong, but then I will not, you know, just you know push them back or say loudly, just thinking that what would the society would be thinking. Because I was always told that if you speak up, then you are people yeah. are again going to fun about you, and you don't mm-hmm. want to be a you know a public picture in the in the wrong sense. Mm. So, uh, but okay, so it happened. So, but uh, then I went to the college. I mean, I went into relationship also, but then I went into it very fast and very deep, and it was a failure. And mm. then you really like you know if somebody loves you because you are not able to tell things at home, mm. so you really feels good. But then, since you are, you know, too deep and too fast, uh, things really don't work well. Mm. Uh, okay, then I think the, uh, this was just going on. I mean, I was not also I was fine. I mean, but I was very I was not enjoying a lot in my life, which I remember, and I was more mm. focused towards the career and you know not not to be speaking with a lot of people. Mm. I became an introvert. And but then what happened is uh, so one of this guy he helped me in my job uh, that was my first job and then he thought that and he was you know uh, since he he helped me he was ten around ten years elder to me mm. and then he thinks that because he has helped me maybe I am obliged to him mm. one day what happened is that that he asked me about my relation and I told him that I had a boyfriend and mm. uh, then he takes an advantage of it. And he starts started touching my private parts. Hmm. I do not ha- I do not have learned yet to say no or to take a stand for me in this case. And I let it happen. I am trying to restrict it, but I am not able to do it. So it was hmm. a I am just lying. I am just pushing. But you know he is also trying to touch me more. And then uh, at the other day, I had to face this guy. And I felt very bad. I said, "No, what? I mean, I could not even speak up, but I could not make an eye contact with him." So yeah. the other day, I told my sister that you know this happened, and what do you think? I mean, mm. I can't really, you know, uh, make an eye contact, and I can't even work in this job anymore because mm. I, if I have to face this guy, how will I be able to do so? And if mm. he thinks that being into a relationship just makes him uh, do anything with him. I mean, that that was my choice. It was not. Exactly. But then, uh, since I tried to take a step ahead, uh, this guy becomes very reluctant, and he mm. started emotionally even harassing me. Mm. Once he did apologize, but since I was not able to make an eye contact or to come to his home or for any official thing, mm. also I was just trying to escape an eye contact or to you know welcome him any time. Mm. He started emotionally harassing me. Mm. It happened uh, a lot of it happened till you know a uh, couple of years also, and I was like that. Even my family is not trusting me because mm. they are not supporting me. They are also visiting that that you know person's place. I have to accompany them. I am getting emotionally very distressed, and they are not. Uh, so so it was very very bad. If I bad phase of my life, which I really don't want to remember, and uh, it was very hard phase. Mm. But then. I, if I tell it to the people also at that moment of the time, if I told them, they were like, uh, "It's okay, we know he's a bad guy, it's, but it's difficult for you to, you know, uh, just uh, stop contacting him. So let things be like like the way they are." I said, "Okay." Uh, but what happened? My fi- financial condition, my family condition, also changed to a way. It happened like that. Uh, I had to. Uh, I mean, it happened like I had to stay. 
with this person at this person's home because my dad was so ill we had to um, and he was admitted to hospital for a couple of days because he had a surgery and uh, since in my family we were not that financially uh, stable that uh, uh, my sister also told me that you should stay with him because she was like he has apologized now you are making fuss of everything I said okay, but then you know since there was a lot of lot of emotional uh, you know emotional trauma I had went through I was like I was like okay uh, I gave up my that decision of you know taking this time and then he uh, took a I mean he he tried to take a benefit out of it and then he started you know sexually abusing me he would make me uh, you know do the oral sex and the penetrate me also mm. but that would also never happen in a way you know if i mean it should happen i mean mm. if it is i mean i think sex is also about a pleasure it is just not about the need that a person can get fulfilled by any of the opposite sex he sees mm. so since it was happening it happened uh, you know uh, for a long period of the time and whenever i would say that it's not right what are we doing is not right he would always try to justify things by saying that people do so mm. he said then people do so then doesn't mean mm. can you tell it to your wife because he's married also he has a uh kid also mm. i would ask him can you tell them he said not everything could be told you know emotionally also or mentally mm. also he would make me feel very less confident uh and then he would you know explain those things that it is the right thing to do mm. and since uh you know he was very uh, i mean i had to face him kind of uh, uh, you know alternate days or the four nightly so it was very difficult for me to take the step but then later on i thought i am going to switch the company the city mm. so i switched the company and the city also but then then also uh, whenever i would encounter him since uh, and i would encounter him it always happens that he would try to touch me mm. and i would feel bad and i can't stop it because my family is also around so it kept happening because of that would be my decision making power and what's right or the wrong uh, just stop i, mean, I don't know what's mm. right i how to take a stand of it mm. i would rather feel that destiny is making things happen with me mm. uh, and you know uh, after this happened even after i left this this uh, city also mm. so i was ready to be in a relationship or be meet a guy or to get married to a guy uh, who's rather you know i mean who does who, who's not good also i know he's not good but i, I feel that because i have uh, i did something with him i got ready to do because now i was an adult when i mm. uh, let, let it happen mm. so i was wrong and then nobody would marry with me i mean that's that's the kind of the low confidence low confidence which i had and uh, but the other guy also he was also you know with whom i thought i can be in a relationship so he was uh, not a very genuine or a nice guy if i say so mm. uh, so you know uh, so, I mean, I started getting very emotionally distressed uh, because uh, I mean uh, he never you know did the abuse kind of a thing, mm. uh, but he would emotionally he would torture me or emotionally he would always just tell me that he is in a trouble or you should I should help him that I do not help him and kind of a thing that I started going to take the therapy also because 
you know and now i realize that you know whatever happened was a part of the sexual abuse which i let it happen mm. because i do not know what's right or wrong and in in the whole period i think it was uh, from 22 it was uh, at least uh, till 14 years it kept happening mm. and i would feel so low confident that you know i in the in my job in my office i was not able to speak up in in, in a forum in a uh, conference table and i used to be very confident in my school time wherein i i used to you know participate in a lot of things uh, but then you know the the confidence level i remember once i was actually tying a rakhi to my brother and my hand was shivering and my brother would say what happened i was like nothing once i had to you know just give this glass table to this the second abuser and my hand was literally shaking because you know you can't go to him i mean it happened i and i used to feel that why is it happening why am i so confident mm-hmm. when people used to talk about that uh you know when people they say that you should love yourself i would not understand what it means because it never happened with me because i used to very criticize myself that how can you let it happen it was you wrong other people would also tell me that it's a physical need you needed it and you ha- you uh, went into it, went into it so you know i would say that there are times you know when you do not know what side to wrong and sometimes you just let thing happen but at least just talk to your conscience and understand that how do you feel mm. even people say it right it doesn't mean it becomes right mm. you have to have your own strength you have to think from your ethics that was it right or not mm. and you know if uh, at the end of the at till you know last year also i used to feel that uh it was my destiny which let it happen with me mm-hmm. and i think the people would also be thinking that what's there what was their problem what was what was their uh you know bad part if it happened with me mm-hmm. i would just say that people will approach you because they want to i mean they want to satisfy their physical needs by that but then you have to stop it it is a randomness it can happen with anyone but you have to change your destiny by taking a stand mm. by stopping it and i would say that yeah until i met couple of people who would just tell me that you know it was not your fault and you should take a stand mm. and you should have your own voice mm-hmm. i could not have stopped it i really feel that you know every i mean uh, if someone says it's fine or it's right do not get into that mm. you know that vicious circle and mm. let it happen mm. uh, just find someone who you truly believes in uh, some people would also you know can also take uh, start taking an advantage of it just thinking uh, you know if it had it, it has happened with you another person can also do it but do not really mm. let it happen mm. uh, just listen to yourself yes and you have all the right to say no to people yeah, and yeah. be assertive and it's it's not your fault yeah i want to know when the child sexual abuse happened with you what was the age of the abuser who was doing it so uh, what was your age so uh, the first uh, the first abuse started happening with me when i was at age of 12 uh, till 15 years and he was also of my age i will say 12 to 15 okay. years the second uh, abuse happened when i was around uh, if i say around 20 23 24 of age mm-hmm. and then abuser was 33 or 34 okay. yeah. 
Uh, I want to know, uh, you ever thought of taking the legal action against this or going to court or reporting the matter uh, against any of your abuser? Uh, see, uh, see, when the emotional trauma was happening in the second case, then I really used to feel that, uh, I mean, it's not right, I should just report a case. Mm. But since both of my abusers were from my close family and then you know they have a married life which my family also do not really support if I say then and mm. somehow uh, in the first case I really felt that maybe uh, the first abuser also did not have an idea what he was doing but, but he was rather groomed with uh, by his friends who were elder in his age to try all those things with me mm. and in the second case uh, since I was an adult and I know what's right or wrong and I did not take a stand just because I had a history or because I do not know I, I really felt that it was my responsibility uh, and I was uh, you know uh, an adult to, st- to stop it stop it from happening and since these were in the close family, I did not really uh, take action. Yeah. Are you still going through some therapies, uh, psychological therapies, or are these therapies helping you? Like you mentioned, you went to some therapy. Yeah, so I went there and I started, uh, I met a psychiatrist also. So he, I told him all the story as well. And uh, uh, he prescribed me the medication which would help me to sleep also. But then later on, I myself, so you know, at that uh, so when this therapy happened only, mm. uh, since I was of age when girls should get married, so I was 28 at that time, mm. and at uh, on that particular day only there was this family which came to my place to see me, uh, and I really felt very happy meeting them. And mm. uh, but I started taking this therapy. After 10 days, I spoke to this guy. He did. I mean he used to stay uh, he's working somewhere else which is very far so he Mm. uh, is working in the south and I was in the north so we spoke during this time I was talking to this guy also and I was taking my therapy also Mm. so I could not really tell him because I mean I do not trust him I do not know him Mm -hmm. but then uh, speaking this guy he would just tell me he when I speak to him I realize that you can have your own voice Mm. you can have your own choices even if, if people do not believe it you have a heart you should know what's right or wrong and uh, you should have hobbies which you can't which you can't compromise with mm. uh, therein you know when i am meeting this i realize this, this is so naturally coming and i am naturally liking all those things mm. which were so apart and you know i was not myself throughout these years also uh, so in, in, in this between only I decided myself that I will not take this therapy. You know, there was a performance mm-hmm. also which, you know, we, uh, so in this office we decided to perform Bhangra and I was taking this therapy. Okay. I could not really literally dance and if I look at my video that's on YouTube also, I just <laughs> danced for a couple of seconds. It was horribly I was dancing because I was taking therapy, I am in the emotional trauma. I could not dance. That mm. was the level of the self-confidence I had. Mm. But then uh, I will again say this thanks to this guy who came into my life and uh, he's just a friend. Uh, but then he would tell me, uh, he also doesn't know what happened with me and mm. how he helped me. Uh, I would say it was just a destiny or the randomness mm. which happened. Uh, but then yeah, in the meanwhile, I decided. Uh, so if I say then yes it's good in a way psychiatrist meeting a psychiatrist is good that you can speak 
to somebody him. Mm-hmm. and then uh, these people are also obliged to not to discuss your case with anyone so yeah it's a confidential confidential thing but then i will also say that you have to find a space a place in yourself you know mm-hmm. where you want to satisfy it and these things are going to take time you have mm-hmm. to be patient with yourself you can't be really uh, rigid or very tough with yourself mm-hmm. you have to love yourself and you should start learning it i mean you know and lo- and loving yourself means that do what your heart says mm-hmm. you know accept things as your heart says not mm-hmm. as the people say people who make you a fool mm-hmm. even i think yeah. you should not trust people because if they're going to say it's right and it's yeah. not necessary it, it might be right for you yeah yes and it's important to unchain all the blockages that is happening in your mind that okay i can't like i can't do this and if something has happened in the past there is always a new way a new like doors will open up yeah. kind of a thing uh i want to know like uh, you are mentioning about this guy who helped you out because you were able to sh- not share about the views but share open up with him do you think it's important to have these people in your life where you can actually open up with them and they provide you with the right guidance like do you think it it's important for a child to have such people just ke sath wo open up ho sake and he can share his heart out or her heart out so i would say it's just just uh, you have to be very particular to whom you tell your story so if i say in my first you know second abuse i told the abuser that i had a relationship and he thought of using it Mm. which was like which had a very bad impact on me i mean which actually led to all this emotional trauma but i would also say that there was there were other people who would just tell me that you have to take a stand you have to just leave your city or leave your job if you can't mm. really stop him mm. and happening because he mm. is in your, in your close relative and so so you have to take a step uh, but then see i i will say even i was i did not do it with myself i uh, was very you know uh, easily opening up to the people mm. telling them the story also some would use it some some were beneficial i will say just take your time but take don't tell time. it to people do the right to people. Yeah, do do tell it to the right people because see now the when, when the right people comes comes in your life again it can be the randomness mm. but then i'll say just just be particular be particular just think of the extent to which you want to tell them mm. so that they don't use it and if they do if even your right person says you the wrong thing uh, then the the thing doesn't become a right so just yes. be very careful about it yeah. i think you 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 will find answers within yourself also yeah. as you you mentioned that you need to find a safe space within you yeah oh what important there yeah. uh, i want to know like uh, after hearing your story i see the impact stays with you for a very quite long period of time it's not that the impact of child sexual abuse is just for a day or yeah. a two do you think it's affecting you still in your life in some or the other way yeah so i will say uh, so because this emotional trauma happened and then i started losing the self confidence i i mean it's still there sometimes i really feel very sometimes i feel should i speak up or not because uh you do not trust yourself when you feel that the people outside would judge you or uh, how's your opinion so yeah even in the relationship it really affects me because now i am very protective about myself i feel that uh, how if some somebody else would use me or something if he is just doing it for the sake of the physical needs so yeah i mean in the decision making also you feel bad mm-hmm. and 
I mean, I'm not that happy a person I used to be because mm. uh, it happened, and I would also self-criticize myself a lot of time. Mm. So yeah, I mean, the, it it impacts you in a lot of ways, mostly in your decision making also, what's right or wrong, mm. and majorly about your relationships and your you know physical needs. If I say you, you yeah, you face issues. Okay, uh, so uh, my final question is that: Is there any message that you would like to give to the young generation or children out there? That um, how, why is it important to raise their voice, or what can they do to prevent it? Any message that you would like to give it to the young generation on this cause, and what role they can play to raise their voice? Uh, yeah, so a message to you know the young generation: so If it happens with you, it's not your fault. But if you let it happen, that's in your in your hands. You can stop it anytime. Uh, and sometimes, as I say, sometimes the things are not white and black. These are gray. You don't know it's right or wrong. Maybe you are feeling pleasure at that time. You are feeling just happy at that time. Mm-hmm. It's happening. But then, how do you feel about it? Can you just and look into your eyes and mm-hmm. talk to yourself and tell it what what happened? I mean, can you just speak up? or can you tell it share it to somebody whom you trust in your family it should not be it could not be your close family your you know any far relatives whom you trust mm. are you able to can you think of telling this to him how would he react to it if the answer is no then it's a it's a wrong thing right and mm. you should tell it to your elders whom you trust so that it can be stopped because maybe you are you people are so young that you are not in an not in a position to take a stand or to say say no but then it's important you can take somebody's help yeah. because you yeah. if you are not able to say no there might be people who can help you to say no yeah. or they can help you out in that way right but the first thing is to recognize i mean what's the good or the bad touch and you mm-hmm. your body your soul knows what's right or wrong mm-hmm. i know the this education is very much important mm-hmm. Uh, but then just feel, just just see that if you can just tell your elders that who stood first in the competition, then can you tell about this thing? If no, then it's yeah, there's something wrong. Yes, and yeah. you you there are there's this thing that uh, inner instinct yeah. children can feel that if something yeah. is going wrong, they just don't have the right words to express it. Maybe. Yeah. Yes, um, but yeah, I think it should be uh, it should be told in the yeah. right platform at the right time so that it can be stopped. So yeah. Yes, it is very, very important that we raise our voice um, and not remain quiet about this issue. And uh, after hearing the story, I strongly believe the impact of child sexual abuse can stay for a longer period of time. Thus, it's very important that we prevent it and we provide safe spaces and we create safe spaces where people can just uh, uh, open their heart out and try to find safe spaces within us also. and share it with people and share it with the right people and thank you so much thank you so much for coming and sharing your story i'm sure this is going to inspire thousands of children and students to raise their voice and hats uh, off to you and god bless you so this is megha bhatia signing off for today take care